It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to the Morally Corrupt Show, a show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. I am Rachel Lindsay. Callie Curry is joining me for the entire show. And I feel like that's just the way that it is at this point. It's me and you, girl. It's me and Callie at this point. Just me and Rachel kicking it up on Friday morning. Yes, like we do 15 minutes before we get... It's a struggle for us to get started <laughs> into this podcast because we got to catch up on stuff. Uh, we got to do better. That means we have to do better talking during the week. All right, we got so much to get into. We got news of the week and a lot has happened this week. We're also going to recap New Jersey and then we're going to get into the part two of the Potomac reunion. Let's start with what I call the most shocking news and the least shocking news, okay? I was okay. both, I was equally surprised and not surprised. And I'm talking about the announcement of the divorce of Drew and Ralph. And I almost said Sedora because I don't know Ralph's last name. So according to documents that have been obtained by people, Ralph, Ralph petitioned for divorce. Mm-hmm. Ralph filed mm-hmm. for divorce in Gwinnett County. They also obtained documents that confirmed that Drew lodged her own divorce petition an hour before him. Okay, so Drew was first. Then Ralph. Uh, it seems like that's that's petty. They're, they This is not going to be an amicable divorce. Like clearly like, oh, you file? Oh, I'm filing an hour after. They listed the separation date as February 19th, which I don't know why. It took so long for us to find out. Uh, they claim they've been separated since February 23rd, so four days after. Drew submitted on Wednesday, on Wednesday this week, Drew submitted an amended divorce filing 
with an explosive set of allegations against Ralph, claiming that he's a, quote, serial cheater and adulterer uh, who abused her mentally, financially, and at one point got, quote, physically aggressive with her. They've been married since 2014. Callie, your reaction when you saw this news? First of all, I have not watched Housewives of Atlanta since Drew's been on. So I, or, I mean, like I've watched like an episode here and there. So I don't know much. Oh my God. But, <laughs> okay. But I have seen some episodes. I, of course, I saw, watched the Bolo episodes, like one before, one after. So I got the whole con- t- context around Bolo. So I've seen Drew a little bit. I've seen something like, you know, clicks, clips on TikTok and stuff. This seems like not surprising at all. Every reunion, they're coming for their marriage. It seems like they haven't been happy. So that part of it, knowing the very least, I'm not surprised. I don't really know what physically aggressive means. And if that's something that can get you in trouble, like, well, I don't know what that means. I, want, I would like to know what the definition of that is. There's obviously, there's obviously a reason why she put aggressive and not abusive. So I'm like, what oh, does aggressive mean? Good point. I, I'm not shocked. <laughs> so now I encourage you to go back and watch episodes that highlight Drew and Ralph's relationship because that's why I say it's not surprising. All right. They really, mm-hmm. Ralph always seemed like he did not like Drew. Drew seemed like she was always trying to work at this relationship. She seemed to be the one fighting for the relationship. She seemed to be the one who was ignoring all the writing on the wall that clearly showed that this man was not into you and that he was into other people. Yet, she really seemed to love him, to love that they have children together. They have a blended family. Children together as well. And she seemed to be fighting for that family. And so I commend Drew for for trying. But it was very obvious that Ralph wasn't with her. Um, there was an there was a whole storyline of Ralph just disappearing on Drew, just couldn't find him. And then when he finally decided to pick up his phone, he was like, "I'm in Tampa." Didn't tell her who he <laughs> yeah. was with. Didn't tell her what he was doing. Just, I do remember this. I'm in Tampa, Callie. We are both married women. Can you imagine your husband just disappearing? And then all no. of a sudden being like, I'm in Virginia. And, you, <laughs> and you're like, who do we know? You don't have family there. You don't have friends there. You just disappeared. Talking about you wanted to see the water. I think that's what he said. I might be making that up, but I feel like that's what he might have said. I am, obviously my husband travels an enormous amount. I don't think he's ever gotten on a flight without me knowing where he's landing. Mm-hmm. Also, like just for even like you have kids with this person, even for just like uh, for safety reasons, like you should know if your husband is going somewhere Mm -hmm. in another state, Mm -hmm. let alone to the grocery store. But in another state, I should know. Callie, he was missing for days. She got over days. She got over it really, really quickly, really quickly, really quickly. It was always sketchy on what Ralph did. He had a bunch of businesses. He was in tech, but you never really saw Ralph doing anything. This last season, he had an assistant who he was speaking to very inappropriately and allowing her to to have inappropriate contact with him. 
like massaging him or something like that or asking for massages. Like it, 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 it all didn't add up. It all was an issue. Well, it still doesn't add up because he's the one filing. I know. I hope she signed a prenup. I mean, I don't even know what their financial situation is, but she she alleges in her petition that he abused her financially. I just feel so sorry for Drew. She has really gone through it. And here's the thing. I'm missing things that happened with Ralph and Drew because that's how much of a storyline it was. The way he would talk to her, yell at her. He seemed to not value her. And she always just seemed like a sad puppy in that relationship. I mean, if all this was happening in her relationship, the things that she's alleging, then I'm happy that she's getting free from it. It's just sad because there's children involved. It's just sad because it's so public and we all could see that there were issues in this relationship. It's sad that it wasn't your choice. Well, it's just, she did it first, an hour before, but I don't think she would have. I feel like they had an argument and she was like, well, I'm, he was like, I'm following divorce. She's like, I am too. They ran to the courthouse to see who could do it fastest. But yes, I, am, I agree with you. I'm glad she's getting out. Glad she's getting out. She's on this show. Well, I don't know. We'll see. But she was on the show. She's going to be okay. Ralph and Drew have had, have been a huge storyline on the show. So this, I, they were definitely filming in October. I know. Because there was a party I was trying to go to that I didn't get to go. So I, I don't know if they're still, <laughs> I don't know if they're still filming. But I'm sure that a lot of this will be documented. If not on this season, the next season with Drew. But, you know. I don't I, I don't want to see anybody go through it. So, you know, thinking of Drew, hoping that this divorce goes through quickly and that they can move on with their lives for the sake of their children. I hope that Ralph or that Drew doesn't allow slash I don't know if it's her, in her control. I hope Ralph doesn't get to stay on the season and get paid. Oh, my gosh. I hope not either. And I've always said this. You can't really trust a Ralph. And matter of fact, and I have an Uncle Ralph. Okay. I'm speaking from experience. I don't think I don't think I know anyone named Ralph. Well, beware if you do. Love my uncle, but you can't trust you can't trust a Ralph. And that and that gives me an amazing opportunity to promote my new book, Real Love. And the boyfriend in <laughs> in the book's name is Ralph, inspired oh, by some of the Ralphs that I know. <laughs> Ralphs, they're no good. They're no good. Maya's dating a Ralph. I hope Uncle Ralph don't have Spotify. Please. <laughs> Let me not tell too much of his business. But no, he doesn't. I adore him. But I'm just saying, you got to watch out for a Ralph. You got to watch out for a Ralph. Um, I, I will, though. I will be purchasing a copy of your book and reading all about Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, woo! Inspired by, you know, some of the Ralphs that I that I have come across. Okay. The Ralphs in the world. <laughs> the Ralphs in the world. This one's for you, Ralph. All right, moving on to the next one. The next news. Another thing. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Can I just say, the reason I said that I was shocked about, I said I was equally shocked and not shocked in regards to Drew and Ralph, I was shocked because they seemed to have come to a better place by the end of last season, and they seemed like they were moving onward and upward. And obviously that was a facade, and they, mm-hmm. you know, were masking certain issues that they had, which, again, is sad. You know, things don't work out the way that you want them to. But that's why I was shocked, because they ended on on good terms at the end of um, last season. Okay. Speaking of people who seem to be okay, but there seems to always be more to the story, let's move on to Juan and Robin. 
My God. <sighs> At this point, we know Robin and Juan are married. Robin is in this thing. You have doubled down on Juan and married him for the second time, despite all the issues that you've had in your relationship leading up to the very moment of walking down the aisle. So this is not surprising that we're getting these allegations against Juan, and it probably won't be the last. I suspect more women will come out, especially now, because people get upset now that they're married. You know, like it triggers people usually. You know what I mean? When there's like infidelity going on and then they see that, oh, you were telling me this, but you committed to this person. Okay. So just weeks after Robin confirmed on her podcast that Juan had cheated. Well, not, he didn't, he didn't really cheat. She didn't say he cheated. He, he, she said he communicated with someone on Instagram okay. and went and paid yes. for her hotel she's, room. She's not using those words. Uh, I think people, there's a spectrum of cheating and that everybody thinks certain things are cheating. From what the information that we wow. know, I feel like it was inappropriate. 100%. And I don't believe the story that was told. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it does not make <laughs> so sense. So it looks like cheating to me. But yes. Yes. weeks after Robin did acknowledge that there was communication between Juan and another there woman. There was inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Juan was allegedly seen hugging another woman at a laundromat. Kelly, when's the last time you've been to a laundromat? <laughs> I don't know if I've been to one in my life. But let me just say this. I don't think Juan did anything wrong here. I don't think this is a big deal. I think that because Juan has done so much and we don't know so much and Robin's reasoning for things mean absolutely, like they make no sense whatsoever. It's hard to believe anything. That being said, he works for Coppin State. They probably don't have laundry. I think they were just doing laundry. The video that came out, literally nothing happened in the video. He did not even touch her. I don't think it's a big deal. I really do think that they work together and were doing laundry for his team and probably have to do it often. I don't know why else you'd be at a laundromat. And supposedly, this is not the first time they're at this laundromat. So I think they often have to go to this laundromat to do team laundry. The girl even posted and was like, LOL, and posted with one with detergent. I don't think it's a big deal. The only thing that bothers me about all of this is because I think this specific instance is totally harmless. I don't think anything's happening. Mm -hmm. Don't think it's a big deal. Robin now is like, y'all can say what you want to say. Like, you're never going to, you're never going to please everyone. And I'm like, no, Robin, no. This time, sure. Every other time, <laughs> people are saying things that are, that don't make sense because y'all don't make fucking sense. If you want to have an open relationship, totally fine. But you are not about to make people pay $5 so you can tell them that Juan <laughs> went and paid for a hotel room and this girl flew down to Baltimore for vacation when people don't vacation in Baltimore. No, no, don't. Stop so it. So funny. Stop it. So You can't get communicated for a year <laughs> without seeing each other. Stop it, Robin. Stop it. Also, <laughs> supposedly Andy asked her, did Juan show you their communication and she said no but I believe him so all of this no 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 this instance I don't think Juan did anything wrong and like sure, I hope it makes you feel good Robin that he did nothing wrong and you can laugh at this but the other shit is not funny I agree with everything that you said and I do think that Robin will hold on to this as see 
People are just making yes. stuff up. This give this mm-hmm. gives her something to hold on to and throw it at people when they accuse Juan again. The thing is, I feel bad. Not I don't. I shouldn't say it. Let me let me be nice. Robin <laughs> has made a decision to marry Juan and commit to him and her family. And that is her prerogative to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. What I feel sorry for is that despite that, She's always going to have to deal with this because of Juan's mm-hmm. history, because his cheating has been so public, because she's talked about it, and because of the sketchiness of this last, not this situation, but the situation with the lady in Baltimore and how the facts didn't add up with that. At all. And I just feel bad that she's always going to have to deal with this. There are constantly going to be people in her DMs, blogs writing about any time Juan is with another woman, even if it Mm -hmm. is just work-related, like this incident seems to be. They're always going to do that. And I feel like that's going to cause an issue in their relationship. I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. But it's causing an issue because there is an issue. If there was no issue, this wouldn't be happening. The real issue is that they're either not telling us the truth about their relationship, which I get you want privacy, but you're on a reality television show. So those Two don't really go hand in hand. Or Juan really struggles with attention, in Robin's words. He gets bored. He gets bored, mm-hmm. which is it, which is Robin's words saying he gets bored, which I know I'm jumping ahead, which is interesting because Karen said that Robin's boring. And then two, <laughs> it's interesting that what you said about Robin, if you if you and Juan have an open relationship or certain rules in their relationship, that's fine. That's personal to you. But Robin is also the person on the reunion this this week who said, Candace, you want everything done off camera and you don't want to live your life on camera. And then, of course, the Bravo editors flashback to Robin not living her life on camera. So if that is the understanding mm-hmm. that you would want to have, then you need to live that life on camera. Just like Ashley did. Just like Ashley did. She eventually came out and was like, look, he's not. We we got open relationship, which I appreciate. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay, last news of the week. Michael Darby is suing Candace. Okay, we haven't seen Michael Darby all season, and he is coming back with a vengeance by suing Candace. So according to documents, once again, obtained by people, Darby filed a, do- a defamation lawsuit over a comment that Candace made during season seven, this season, when she told Ashley Darby that that Michael, quote, likes to leave you and go to a man named Blank's house and suck his dick. That was so early in the season that I totally forgot that Candace even said that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, um, when I read the, when I read this, because it was, I think I saw it on TMZ, but when I saw it, I was just like, wait, what? What is he suing her for? I was so confused. Like, what? When did she say this? Why is this happening right now? I think you have too much money if you're doing this. You're wasting everyone's time and money. That's why he could do it. Look, like, a defamation case is hard to prove. You got to prove that one, the statement was false. Sucking dick. And <laughs> that Candace knew the statement was false. So if she's it repeating a rumor like, yeah. oh, I just heard this. He said, she said then you can't prove that it's defamatory. You got to prove that she knew. And how are you going to prove that Candace knew unless you get some sort of text message, phone call, recording, 
whatever, something in right, whatever it may be, that Candace is like, well, I actually knew that this was a lie, but I'm going to say it anyway. That's tough. Also, the way she said it was that it was a rumor. So I think that yeah. also like, rel- like relinquishes her from any, the whole thing is a waste of time. Waste of time, money. I don't know why you're doing this, Michael. We ain't heard from you. You could have just kept in your cage. <laughs> Not cage, but... But if you're, I don't if know. you're thinking Gollum to, in a cage? I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch Lord of the Rings. But but <laughs> if your your goal is to mess with Candace and you have unlimited funds, then you are really yeah, messing yeah, with yeah. Candace because now she's got to take legal action against this and she's got to hire legal representation to at least respond to this accusation. So that 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 in itself is annoying, but it also just shows how absolutely ridiculous that. Michael Darby is, and I'm really glad that, no, I'll miss some of the drama from Potomac. I'm glad that Ashley's moving on from him because I think that's run its yeah. course and we've had enough. We've had enough of the Darby. Well, luckily for Candace, she has generational wealth, so her mom can pay for her lawyer fees. <laughs> now, we we brought you over to, to the Candace side. Don't get shady again. <laughs> Don't get shady. <laughs> um, we're, I mean, we're going we're gonna to touch on Potomac later, so we can, we can dive into that when we, when we talk about reunion part two. Yes, because we got to get into it. Okay, let's move on to the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Gosh, New Jersey. Somebody asked me this the other day. They said, what are your favorite franchises? And normally, without a doubt, I mean, Potomac is my favorite, but let's be honest, season seven has been the worst season and it's still not even a bad season. It's just, Potomac yeah. has just been so high, it's the worst. But I got to say, New Jersey is bringing it. Side note, we have brought Van Lathan over to our side, to the morally corrupt side. He is a huge Potomac fan at this point, to the point oh, that wow. we have discussed it on Higher Learning. And after the last episode, he pulled me to the side and was like, I hated, I hated part two of Potomac. I'm so upset. They teased us that the husbands were coming and they didn't come. I said, welcome. They always do that kind of stuff to us. He is all in on Potomac. He thinks it's the funniest thing. We'll have to have him as a guest on here, maybe after after the last episode. I would absolutely love that. So we can can get his thoughts on the women of Potomac. Uh, But New Jersey, I brought that up because New Jersey is bringing it. We are four episodes in and every single episode has been fantastic. The the addition of Rachel and even, I think her name is... Danielle. Not, not Dan- Danielle too, but even the friend of who's the... Oh, I can't yeah. think of her name. The one that eats or ate a lot. Yes, they're all so good. I said last I said last episode, I really liked how she was just like eating through the drama. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what y'all got going on, but like, let's move on. Yes, yeah, so good. Okay, so we didn't give y'all last week because we had a week off gave you that beautiful interview with Candace. But if you missed last week, this is what happened. The situation between Teresa Louie, Teresa Louie and Melissa and Joe, you guessed it, got even worse. And they, of course, are discussing it with their respective families. And then there's a boys' night because, you know, New Jersey, which probably is my least favorite thing, always loves to give us guys' night and show that the guys are mm-hmm. friends in real life, like the housewives. I mean, these men go on tour and do live shows together. So <laughs> Joe and Louie fight or argue at the boys' night. And then it always ends up with like, I feel like Louie being nice and just saying like, you're right, Joe, you're right. It just seems like a really nice guy. He really does. 
He really does. Like, he wants no drama. He comes across so <laughs> calm and collected. And, like, mm-hmm. Joe was losing his mind at this boys' yeah. night. And Louis never fed into it. Yes. Let's, let's, so the fight, let's talk about that. The fight was over. Joe was mad because Louis and Teresa did not invite <sighs> Melissa's family, her mother and her sisters, to their wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not in Italian culture. I don't, I'm not that well versed in it. So I could be overstepping here when I comment on this, but I am not used to that type of expectation. Now, me either. I, <laughs> I, I did invite my sister's in-laws to my wedding. I'm, I'm really cool with them. And we, and we did, we did it. I did invite them. But if I hadn't, I don't think it would have been an issue. Nobody was like, you, my sister never said you better invite them. And matter of fact, they didn't even come. They ended up staying, taking care of my nephews and not coming to the wedding because it wasn't that big of a deal. None of my brothers are married. So that wasn't that, that option was not there for me. (laughs) But my husband's siblings are married. I don't think we invited any of the in-laws. I think we invited my brother's brother's wife's in-laws because they they like lived in the bay and were around all the time but if we didn't it would not have mattered at all right i don't even understand what the big deal is like again everyone else in the cast kind of seems to think that 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 he should have been that they should have been invited but obviously like margaret's husband is going to believe is going to agree with anything that joe says so he he was like the main one jumping in on that I think Rachel's husband was also like you gotta invite them and he's a he's an Italian guy so maybe there is some cultural thing that we're missing yeah but I thought what Teresa said which again whoever thought that I would be saying what Teresa said made a lot of sense never thought that sentence would come out of my mouth it's come out every single episode (laughs) so far when Teresa was like I'm not, or I don't even know if it was Teresa. Or it might've been her daughter, Gia. But one of them was like, Melissa's not even in your wedding. Like you don't even get along with her. Why would you be inviting her family? Yeah. I feel like there was a time when Melissa's family would have been invited when they were closer. I mean, I don't know if they've already, they've never been this bad, but I can't say that they were always super close, but Melissa's family yeah. was around a lot. And I think there was a time in their relationship where she would have invited them. But that time if they has were on better terms. Passed. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, there shouldn't be that expectation. And this just again goes to, and I have flip-flopped, right? Last season, I was more Melissa and Joe. Now you have brought me over to your side. And I am like, it just goes to further show that they have nothing else to talk about. This is now your storyline that the family wasn't invited. And it still goes back to it always centering around Teresa and now Louie. And it's exhausting. I'll also say that Teresa's reaction to Louie saying that, she was like, kind of like, what? Like, even she was like, how is this a thing? Like, she didn't even, I don't think she even had that expectation in her head. Right. That doesn't mean it was right or wrong, but I don't, I don't think that they were like, are we inviting them or no or what, blah, blah, blah. I did appreciate Louie, even in the moment in front of all the guys, Louie was like, I have no problem with Melissa's family. I think they're great. But like, I'm not the one that that matter. Like if if Teresa doesn't want to invite them, we're not inviting them. I'm not going to right. 
overrule her on this. It's not that big of a deal. Like I'm choosing right. my battles. I'm sorry. It's not what I'm fighting. Yeah. No, completely and Joe agree. is acting like it is the most disrespectful thing ever. And I'm like, I, even if your feelings are hurt, fine. I'm fine with your feelings being hurt, Joe, but it's not the most disrespectful thing ever. And Melissa's family didn't even fucking care. Melissa's didn't even care that much. Melissa was even, the person you would really think would be offended. Melissa was just kind of like, Joe, it... I didn't expect it. it. Yeah. But when, when they showed her mom, her mom was like, oh, I don't, I don't think we got invited. Not a big deal. <laughs> I was just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're creating a storyline. And that's yeah, really surely. what was going on there. And it's just so forced. And you see it. It's, it starts at the beginning of the episode and you see it affect decisions that are made at the end of the episode. And it's just like, why, guys? Why? I know we're skipping around, but because it's the same topic and you just brought it up, even at the end of the episode, when she said, my chosen family, and Melissa like runs away and fake cries. What? A, that's not even a big deal. It wasn't. What would you have liked her to say? She's, it wasn't, I don't, and maybe I'm wrong again, but I'm like, that wasn't a dig. She's saying like, you guys are my chosen family. Obviously my family's not here, but I'm so happy that I have you guys here. And even Louie was like, we miss you, Joe. But at the same time, why do you not expect Teresa to be pissed? She keeps inviting you and trying to include you. And your husband keeps saying no. You guys keep saying no. And then you come without your husband, which you have to know that's going to rub people the wrong way, especially the girls, like her daughters, especially Teresa. Like, you're coming to prove a point like she, her brother doesn't want to be here. Well, she had to go. I'm glad she went. You think it would have been better if Melissa didn't come? No, I don't think it would have changed anything. I, I agree with that. I don't think it would have changed anything. It would have given them more to talk about, like, oh, they both didn't show up. I actually was proud that Melissa came. She should have come. There was no reason for y'all not to be there. And it was ridiculous. I that think Joe that after didn't. that little argument that they had, and at the end, Teresa was like, you can be in my wedding. Will you come to this? Da, da, da. After that, I do agree with you. I think Melissa should have come because they ended on good terms there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But then like the phone call that Teresa, I was like, I'm like, Teresa is, I thought in that moment, Teresa didn't say anything wrong. She was reaching out, gave the olive branch. Do you want to make peace? And listen, do I think, Teresa, it was hard for her to do that? I do think it was. Do I think that part, part a big reason why she's doing is that is because Louis is telling her, come on, let's try. Let's do this. Let's do this. He's writing out notes for her. Louis is trying, which also this whole narrative that Louis makes her worse. I'm like, are we watching like, are we watching the same show, Joe? He's trying so hard to help your sister. I know. He is a hell of a con man if he is not the same person that he is on camera. But to me, Teresa seems lighter. She's in therapy. She seems to want mm -hmm. to move past things. And we didn't see that before, Louie. So I'm sorry. No. They're blending their families together. The girls seem to, you know, like, I'm sure it's tough coming to a, into a family where there's four daughters and they seem to really love and appreciate him. They get along with his kids. Like, I, Mm -hmm. Joe is making all this up in his head. I, I I agree with you about Joe's reaction to the party. I agree with you or not coming to the party. I agree with you with the chosen family thing. Like, I know that Teresa has word vomit and she doesn't always use her words in the best way. And I kind of chopped that up to this too. Like, your friends are your chosen family. And these were some of your closest friends who were celebrating 
you, um, your love and this new chapter in your life and this house. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty commonly known that your friends are, you choose them, right? You are can't your choose family? your family. Yeah. You choose your friends. That is a normal mm-hmm. thing to say. If Joe had been there, would Teresa have said it? Absolutely. Would that have changed anything? No. Like, no. This was such a reach and it's becoming like, I'm sorry. I, I really think that Melissa and Joe are going to have to go. It's becoming exhausting as a viewer. Did you believe her crying? I we, we weren't close enough to see a tear. So no. Rachel, Melissa did not fucking care about Teresa. No, no, no. no. I, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm care. agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you, you do not care enough about Teresa to care that she said that. You just don't. And this is what I will also say. This is where I again agree with Teresa. Melissa, you let people get you riled up. Margaret going right over to her and be like, I can't believe that that Teresa said that. I can't believe she said that about Joe's family. That's so fucked up. And I'm like, that's Melissa where you should have been like, a lot of people say chosen family. It's okay. And instead, I wouldn't even play into that. Even if Melissa would have just been like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's fucked up, whatever. And just like, let it go over. I would have been fine with that. But the fact that you were like, oh, I can't. Oh, my goodness. I just. I'm with you. I couldn't have rolled my eyes harder. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Another really tough scene. When Melissa was talking to the girls. (laughs) I was like, they do not fuck with you, Melissa. They hate Melissa. And Gia does get on my nerves. I'm not going to lie. I think that she tries a little too hard to be involved in the show. And I just want her to go to college and do her thing. So I, I'm not even going to focus on Gia. The reaction from the other daughters makes it more believable. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it was just mm-hmm. Gia, I'd be like, oh, okay, Gia. But they all, even the babies, all have that response to her. The one that looks different. You know how they all like, <laughs> they all look so much alike, but there's one that looks different. By the way, yes. I think she's, she's beautiful. No, I know you don't mean does. it like that, but she totally looks <laughs> no, no, different no. than the rest. 
she no, she does. She's like blonde or not blonde, but like lighter yeah, they hair. All dyed Everyone their has hair the same, the same dark hair. Yeah. She has like light hair, light eyes. I think she's right under Gia. She's right under Gia. And then it's Melania. Is she? And then it's the baby. But I, I, know know. Which one you're, I know which one you're talking about. She's the quiet one who doesn't really like to yes. talk. She literally never is on camera, does not want the attention. Even on like Instagram, she's not the one that's like out there. She just she clearly does not want it. Yeah. And even she was like, please stop talking to me. That was the energy that she was giving. And then when they were sitting out down at the kitchen table, too, you could tell that she was also annoyed with like, we didn't ever see them. If we weren't filming, they weren't around. I, we don't understand why they keep saying this. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think I saw this on like a podcast clip or something. But like, again, the we put food on their table. They can spin it however they want. Melissa, it's a fucked up thing for you guys to say. She was like, I it don't is. know what's so big. That's not a big deal. Da, 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 da. That is a big deal. Also, you were not putting food on their table. The show was called Teresa Goes to Jail. They were doing the show whether you guys were there or not. It had nothing to do with Joe and Melissa. It had to do with Teresa and her family, which you guys are a part of. And she was like, we were there to film with him. They could have filmed Juicy Joe sitting on the couch drinking a beer with Gia for an hour and a half and people would have watched (laughs) that shit. Like they did not need you. So the fact that you guys are taking credit for that is insane. It is insane. For you to take credit for that and then put it on a public platform and think that Teresa and her kids should be happy about it and not have an issue with it is like we're in crazy town. That's it. And the fact that they want to be recognized for it, right? When you do something like it, let's just say that it is true. You do it out of the goodness of your heart because you care and this is your family and you love them. You don't go bragging about it and telling every person all the things that you did. You just do it because you're family and that's what you do. I can't imagine wanting to get a pat on the back for every good deed that I do. And that's the BS that we see through with Melissa and Joe. Stop telling everybody what you did, even if it is true. You just do it because that's what family does. You step up for one another. Yeah. Yeah, I'm over there. And I think that we would all be more on their side if that was the case. But like them wanting a gold star for doing the bare minimum, I'm just like, mm, yeah. Nah. No. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Last thing, Jennifer and Bill. What do you think? What do you think with Jennifer and Bill? Do you think that Bill can't stand her? Do you think that he's just like, this is just the woman that I married? <laughs> or like, are are we are we looking too deep into this? Because I, if you can't already tell, I think that Bill can't stand Jennifer. Do I think that their marriage is in a good place? Do I think that if we got a Drew and Ralph announcement, I'd be shocked? No. From what we've seen on the show, we've seen infidelity. We've seen them argue. They're just completely opposite personalities. And... I think Bill really wants like everyone to get along. He wants things to like flow easily. That's like, he's a laid back guy and it doesn't blend well with what Jennifer is bringing to the table. I think it blended really well with Jennifer prior to getting on this show where she even talks about like she was kind of a doormat. She did everything that her husband wanted her to do. She made sure that the kids were good. She didn't have her own thing. 
um, which happens to a lot of women. So I don't even like mean that in a, in a, in a bad way, but how she herself described how she used to be. I think that is what Bill liked. Yeah. And now that she's making her own money, she has some fame, she's doing her own thing. She's standing up for herself. That's not what Bill signed up for. No. So right now it makes Jennifer look crazy and Bill look like the good guy. But I'm like, I think this is who Jennifer is. Like, I think this is who I I do think she's upset and angry because like, you know, things aren't going well and that makes her into a worse version of herself. But do I think that Jennifer likes being loud and in the mix? And I think that's her true personality. And she just hasn't been able to live that way. It it really is. And I can't even imagine if because it's like, well, then whose fault is that? Right. If if I agree with you and everything that you're saying is true, if Bill married her and she was one way. Is it Bill's fault that now she's being her true self? I like I that's just where you walk where you kind of have to chop it up and would she have become her true self if he wasn't cheating on her? Like I feel like she questioned her her like her self-value when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I feel like she got on this show because of that. Like I feel like Bill any other time would have been like, no, we're not doing this show. But because that just happened, he's trying to make her happy. Yeah. So they got on the show. Yeah, I think that, but like, if she was never really being herself, then that's the issue too. So it's it's one of those things yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. now we need to reevaluate our relationship. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's Bill's fault. I think it's a combination of a, two things that weren't great from the beginning. And I think like culturally, you know, Jen was taught to to be one way and now she's another way and they're adjusting and maybe they're able to adjust, but they're not there yet. No, they're definitely not there yet. So Jennifer is doing Jennifer. And, you know, she's talking shit about Dolores to Rachel, who's new on the cast. And she's also talking shit. And I think she also talked, yeah, she talked shit to Rachel about Dolores. And Rachel revealed that she has history with Dolores because she worked out with Frank in preparation for a body competition. So she's loyal to Dolores. And then Jennifer also called Jen, that's the other lady's name, to talk about Margaret. And we know that Jen and Margaret are close. So I'm not quite sure what Jen, Jennifer is doing <laughs> in this moment. Uh, but Jennifer stands by her actions and it all comes to a head at the housewarming party once we move past Melissa's fake tears and, <laughs> and, and Joe not coming. We get to the part that I'm into And that's where the ladies have a confrontation with one another. And Jennifer is, it's like Jennifer against everybody else. Jennifer versus everybody else. I, Melissa, I mean, um, Teresa was there, but Teresa was just, was like, I'm just here. No, this is the thing. (laughs) Teresa is there, but she's not trying to live that life anymore. So I think Teresa is there and wants to be supportive, but she's also just like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. We're at my home housewarming. Louis here. I definitely can't do that now. So it is rough that it's everyone versus Jennifer. On the other hand, Jennifer, what? Why? Why did you think Absolutely that you could call these women and talk shit about their friends? Yeah, I don't. I don't and, really understand her prerogative there. And she made it seem at first like Rachel was because. Earlier, she asked Rachel, last episode, she asked Rachel about her nose job. And she's like, did you have one? And Rachel said, yes. And it ended there. But 
Jennifer said in a public way. So she said, oh, I was calling Rachel to apologize to her because I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable. But when she gets in front of these women, she's like, well, I called to apologize for, for telling you that you had a terrible nose job and, and like mm-hmm. didn't apologize for it, didn't say I mean, I was like, wow, Jennifer just says whatever she wants to say. Ever. I don't agree with Margaret most of the time, unfortunately, at this point. But I do think Margaret's right. I do think that she's unhappy. And so everything is negative to her right now. And she's very defensive and ready to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes for good TV. But Jennifer, she's a lot right now. And it's only episode four. It's only episode four, but Jersey is bringing it. So that's really (laughs) it for Jersey. That's a lot. That's a lot that happened in one episode. Of course, we'll cover it again next week. We're going to move on to Potomac. Ah, The reunion part two. Now, once again, we didn't cover this last week because we were off. But if you missed the reunion, which you should go back and watch part one, Ashley's relationship with Ashley discusses her relationship with Luke and she says it partially ended because of Michael. Michael wouldn't get out of the way. Ashley also confirms Mm -hmm. that all that stuff she was telling us before about waiting a number of years and having certain kids and she was entitled to a certain amount of money was not true. She did not come out on top in this divorce. It sounds like she didn't get anything. It wasn't not true. It's like she did have the post, um, the post snap, the post snap. It's a post yeah. snap, but it didn't play out how she thought it was. I don't think that she knew it wasn't going to play out until it played out. Like I think she thought she was going to get half. She had the two kids, all of that. She waited the yes. amount of years. I do think yes. that she thought she was going to get half. But Michael obviously is not dumb, and of course he gave her the post snap, knowing all the things that we know now. He was like, "Sure, here's your post snap." Yeah. That being said, she's going to get taken care of. Them acting like she didn't get anything, whatever. I'm like, she's got a house. She has alimony. She has child they support. They have a house. The she, house is in both of their names. Yeah. She didn't get okay, it. Okay, for sure. She's she's living in it. She will get alimony mm-hmm. and she absolutely will get child support. She'll be all right. She just is not going to get half of however many millions he has. <laughs> Does that suck? Do we wish that we do we wish better for Miss Darby? We do. But regardless, it seems like she's not mad at Michael. Like she wants to have an amicable divorce. She wants him to have access to his children, which I think all of those things are good things. Like I'm not mad at her at all about that. So I'm not like worried that she's going to be like left in the dust with nothing. But is she going to be as independent as we thought she was going to be? Probably not. No, she's not. She's not getting what she thought she was going to get. People really thought she was going to. I mean, I thought she was going to have like millions, get half of what he had. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Also, last week they talk about Wendy's hot mic moment. Blah. They move on from that. Talk about Mia and G's business. Them getting kicked out of it. The brother taking over. It seems very shady. There just seems to be a lot going on, but we didn't really get any details. Giselle apologizes to Candace. Candace says you can shove it up your ass, and we move on from there to this week's episode. Can I just say? Can I just say one thing mm-hmm. about last week's with Candace and Giselle mm-hmm. again? Not on Team Candace, but Candace and Ashley are my favorite on the show now, which is a huge, huge come up from where Candace was. Candace is bottom of the barrel, and now she's one of my favorites. And I think for different reasons, Candace, I love her shade. That's what makes her entertaining to me. Ashley, I love that she puts it all out there. Doesn't mean I agree with it, but I like that she's not 
you know, she's, she's not, not robbing it up out here. <laughs> she's <not robbing> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, I did not like for everything that for everything that Candace has gone through and what she's going through with IVF and what she said about Giselle's ovaries. I was just like, Candace. Yeah. Someone will beat your ass over that. Dwindling How have you uterus. not learned? Too Dwindling much. uterus. Like, it's just, you're, I, I don't get it. How have you not learned from the Monique situation? You're lucky that Giselle's not that because someone would fight you over that. You don't know her struggle. You don't know what that's like. You're going through IVF. Also, it doesn't help that you also said something about Ashley's miscarriage. So like, so far, I wouldn't say you're on the right train when it comes to that topic. Um, do I agree with what Giselle did or how she characterized Chris and came after Chris? Absolutely not. Um, but there's just like some like womanly topics that I just feel like, come on, you're better than that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And that's when I had a moment but she kept talking about her uterus. Like that's just, that's health. Those are health issues. That's a, that's a, yes. as, as Giselle finally opened up about her personal life, it is something where you hear a lot of women talk about when they go through it, that they don't feel whole as a woman. This is a very serious topic. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Candace, I know you're upset and rightfully so, but when you dig like this deep and you go this low, that's, it, it, it's inappropriate. I am curious about this and your thoughts on this. I mm -hmm. personally hated the discussion on colorism. <laughs> I, I said, when Andy said, we're going to talk about this and we asked the ladies and, you know, we thought about bringing in a moderator. I was like, where are they going with this? And then they were yeah. like, we don't talk about colorism. Colorism, and as a black person that came from a white franchise, I have realized time and time again that these shows are not equipped to have these type of discussions. Nor can you sum up the deep-rooted issues of colorism in three minutes. You can't do it. So I commend you for wanting to address the topic. I commend you for being smart enough to know that you can't moderate that conversation, but. This, I walked away being more mad at the way some of these women dealt with the issue of colorism than I did before. I had moved on. I had moved on. Now I am highly annoyed at the way some of these women dealt with colorism, particularly Giselle. Okay. I was, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. I um, agree with everything that you just said. The only thing that I can, I don't know if I disagree with you or I just want to add to what you're saying. I personally didn't like almost everyone's reaction, even Candace and Wendy, I didn't the whole thing because Candace was not making sense. I understood what she was trying to say. <laughs> she started and I don't, off and making I don't sense. Get, yeah. I don't get why Giselle, like it's crazy to me that Giselle didn't get what she was trying to say. And even Wendy, when she was like, am I not making sense? Wendy goes, I know what you're trying to say. That <laughs> means no, you're not making sense, but I get what you're trying to say which is exactly like when Wendy said that. Actually, I guess Wendy's perspective, I was like, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I understand what Candace was trying to say, but she did not make sense. So you should not be leading this conversation. Clearly, Candace. I did appreciate both Ashley and Karen just stating the obvious that colorism exists. I understand I have privilege. And, that, and Karen being like, this has been an issue in our community 
for a long time. By the way, it's an issue in almost every single community or any every single minority community. Yeah. It's the like color colorism yes. exists in every single community. Yes. So I did appreciate that just being said. The example that Candace gave, I'm not sure if that is her being emotional. I was just like, no, you are emotional. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your skin color. Now, the way, uh, according to, like, the way the cast reacts to you being emotional, I don't think has anything to do with her skin color. Fans, that might be a different story. I don't know what her, like, you know, her Twitter, what her feed looks like. I'm sure there's a layer of that. I do think on, in general, especially with this cast, but with all, with everywhere, even with you and I, is there an, an unconscious layer of colorism? There, it's, not, it's not something you can control. It's literally beat into your head when you're little. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm I'm sure that happens in everyday life. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, the whole thing, I was just like, and then they just like wrapped it up and moved on, which apparently on Twitter, I did see that the conversation was a lot longer and we didn't see it. Mm. Well, then that's their fault for not giving it to us, which they can't in a reunion. It should have been an after, yeah. a special after. This is, this is what I like that Candace said, can we all agree on what the definition of colorism is? And she read it. I appreciate that. Yeah, she, she, started, I, she started off strong. Yes. I also appreciate it that she said, I don't think any of the women sitting here are colorists. I like that she acknowledged that. That got lost on the women. And the reason that I didn't like some of the responses is because I felt that they were so defensive and so afraid of being called a colorist that they weren't listening to what, like, even if Candace didn't say it, in a succinct way, you know what she was trying to say if you understand what colorism is. She flat out told you you're not colorist. So I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the privilege, which Ashley had a good point when she said it, the privilege that exists because of your complexion and how the audience perceives certain things based on how you look, period. I thought Karen did a good job Mm -hmm. of talking about it. And I think my frustration with the Giselle and like, when Mia started talking, it was almost as if somebody said, Mia, you should speak up and say something. I appreciated, <laughs> appreciated Mia saying, I am raising brown skin children. And then Giselle was like, oh, so am I. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Giselle, if you don't understand, because Giselle, Giselle kept getting defensive and she seemed like, again, I like Giselle. But Giselle kept getting defensive and more so like saying, I don't understand. And I need Giselle to understand because you are raising three women who are brown skinned girls. I need you to understand it. Okay. But do you think that, and I agree with you, Giselle being like, you're not making sense. You're not making sense. It's like Giselle, she's not, but like, put that aside for a second and just like, you know, engage in the conversation. You understand what she's trying to say. I will say, this is not a very nice thing to say, but outside of Mia, I don't think that this cast is dumb. Like, I do think that majority (laughs) of the women, majority of the women on this cast can, you know, two plus two equals four. They understand it. Do I think that Giselle understands colorism? Yes. I think everyone on the cast does to an extent. But do I think Giselle is willing to put like petty down to have like a real conversation at the reunion after you guys have been going at each other, after you just said that her uterus was deflating or whatever? No, she's not. So Candace leading this conversation was not going to work. But see... That's where that's the problem with Giselle. You got to put that aside for the bigger conversation of colorism. And she can't do it. You're right. She can't do it. 100 percent. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like she should have been able to put the petty down for a second and had a real conversation about it. 
But do I think that Giselle knows what colorism is? Do I think she can articulate it? Yes. In the past, Candace has blamed people on the couch for their reactions to things and whatever. And so I think Giselle was defensive going into the conversation because Candace was leading, leading it. Now, in this conversation, Candace said, I don't feel like this cast is. But the reactions that we get from fans and blah, 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 we do feel it. And I think that is incredibly valid. And I think even amongst the cast, it is impossible to not have some form of colorism because it is how we are raised. It is unconscious. It's not, I don't think that anyone is purposely being that way, but it just fucking cast, yeah. happens whether you know it's happening or not. On every cast. Yeah. On every cast. Almost everywhere in the world, it's almost um, it, it's like almost like how you have to learn to be or some people, most people have to learn to be anti-racist because there are things and principles that have been put into your head over and over and over again. It's the same thing with colorism. I don't think that anyone's perfect when it comes to this yeah. because of what you've been taught in every instance. Yeah. Only I recently agree. has it been called out more and it's been a problem for a hundred years. Do I think so? So do I think hundreds of years. So do I think we can snap our fingers and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, I'm not colorist. No, it's like you may not want to be and you might. And I don't think that you are. But do I think that you might unconsciously do something or react to something differently that one way one person says it as opposed to another? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Completely agree with you. I was disappointed, I guess, with the reunion. And I really don't have that much to say. And I'm rushing through it because I felt like they rushed through it. I was upset that they really didn't get through the, the reasonably shady versus Karen's variety show, I thought that there was more to it, <laughs> especially like, why weren't we asking questions about like the audience, you know, like, because Robin and Giselle, and they do have a popular podcast. I'm not going to take away from that. Yeah. They have a popular podcast, but the way they were talking about it, you expected it to be packed and they had this VIP section. I wanted some shady moments in regards to their, their, their live show. I wanted to talk about how it seemed to be discombobulated and the host couldn't get the names right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to stay on that. I wanted to stay on Karen shading them by taking notes so she could, we didn't need to talk about Karen's variety show. It was what it was like, yes, she's got an inflated ego and it, it you know, she thinks more of, it wasn't exactly what she was portraying it to be, but like, the real me was the reasonably shady live show. And I was upset that we didn't talk more about that. I just, there were, there were things that I thought we could have gotten into. And I know it ended with Mia and Jacqueline and we'll get more into that next week, but I just felt like we rushed through topics. Did you not? Yeah, but I do think, I agree with you, but I do think they're setting up part three for it to be really good. First of all, be. we've seen clips of Mia and Jacqueline and Jacqueline is coming with it. Good. She might have a, cherry blossom or whatever the fuck they have at on this show <laughs> at, the, at the beginning of next season and then we get the guys so i'm excited about part three i am excited about part three i am excited for the men to get in there i i want to hear from them disappointed we won't have one but excited for what we're gonna get i feel like we almost need four parts maybe oh i think they said this is longer didn't they say part three is like an hour and 15 oh, or an hour and a yeah, half or something it's because they give like a 20 minute one on one interview with Robin and Andy that oh, we haven't seen. Oh, yeah. Well, that better be good. Better be giving us more than what we're, than what well, we got. Well, based on what we saw on Watch What Happened Live, Andy was coming with it. He good. was not happy about it. Good. And the rumor is that Robin and Sharice are on the chopping block. Surprise. Is Sharice coming? Mm -hmm. But they better deal. That's what they better also deal with. They better deal with 
the thing. I think that I think I saw Sharice. Sharice is coming. Sharice yes. is coming. Yeah. So they better deal with the things that Sharice said. That I'm looking forward to as well. And I hope that Karen actually addresses it and doesn't run away this time. So we shall see. Part three will be good. All right. That's it for us. We gave you a jam-packed episode in a very, I feel like, short amount of time. You're welcome. Um, you guys have a great weekend. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.